Death Spiral, the only anime podcast with a host whose birthday is today. That's right. I'm in charge today. We're doing what I want. That's good. It's Nate's day. That's really good. It's funny because we say like a dumb thing that isn't true at the top of the show. So that's like a really good one. It's really nice. <laughs> You know what I want to do? I want to talk about anime. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Is that what you want to do for your fake birthday? <laughs> no. <it's laughs> Is that the present you yes. want? Yes. That's what I want to do for my fake birthday. I want to talk about some of these premieres because we are in the thick of the winter premiere season, aren't we? You premiered. I premiered. And then anime premiered. Uh, and yeah. so you can thank me for the, the bountiful harvest that I've laid before you this season because it was all because of me. What's new out there? There were definitely some surprises this season. Uh, not all good, I will say, unfortunately. I mean, they can't all be winners. Yeah. There was some interesting stuff. There was some interesting stuff that, that happened. You know, last time we talked about the rest of the trash, which does not bear repeating. <laughs> uh, and now we kind of have the actual meat of the season, and this is where it gets interesting. You know, we have the new show by the guy who did... Uh, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer. Unfortunate title, by the way. Never like that know, one. It's, it's not good. I prefer Spirit Circle. That's what I like. But that Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, that's the one that people actually watched. So we have a new studio premiering a sort of uh, Meiji-era detective show. That's got some uh, complicated politics involved. Uh, <laughs> that's a weird one. We've got the new MAPPA show, which is a... a uh, a departure from what we've seen recently. Uh, that was interesting. We've got a much anticipated manga release that I have been waiting for for a really long time because it's based on something that I've been reading and I love. And the creator doesn't, did stop doesn't it feel good to be, be like on the ground floor of something that's getting popular and you'd be like, hey, I liked it. I liked it when all you guys were not paying attention. Doesn't that feel validating? Well, I'm a millennial, so that's pretty much the only thing that gives me any kind of joy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is that exact feeling. Well, I never get to own a house, so I may as well be superior in my media opinions. Yeah, exactly. And of course, uh, uh, this one very strange show that I was kind of hyped up for because it is a Bones show. You know, Metallic Rouge. And they've been kind of tied up doing kind of some garbage, honestly. I mean, I don't want to be hating five minutes in, but, like, they've been doing a lot of My Hero Academia. Well, that's their bread and butter right now. Yeah, I know. And, and like, Bungo Stray Dogs, they've been doing a few seasons of that as well, which I just hate. God, I just really hate. Isn't that the one Bungo's about, like... Stray Dogs. <laughs> Isn't that basically the one that's fate, but instead of historical figures, it's like literary figures? Well, all the characters are like anime. <laughs> it's weird to say like personifications of of like real people, but they are essentially anime recasts of famous authors, Japanese and and otherwise. Like uh -huh. the main the main Sundari boy is Edgar Allan Poe. And he does use <laughs> dope. He does use Raven attacks, and he is a little edge. Oh, I was about to ask: Does he have Raven powers? Yes, and he sucks. He sucks a lot. He sucks real bad. <laughs> oh no! And besides that, I mean, obviously the they did Mob Psycho. Wait, it's been like a year and a half since Mob Psycho season three ended, and that wasn't even the best animated season. 
uh, out of out of the three of them. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I would never say it was bad. I mean, I, it still looks. I great. would ne- no. I would never say Mob Psycho looks bad in this anime scape. It's just interesting by default. Uh, in a sea of just mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, uh, so all I'm saying is that it is interesting to see a big high-profile show coming out of Bones when they've been tied up with all this other bullshit, uh, especially because, like Mappa doing Buchigiri, uh, it is a completely original work not based on a manga, which is like, well, these studios are not doing that. That's actually exciting to me. I'm I'm want to check that out now. I did not realize that it, was, that it wasn't based on an existing property. No, it's, it's straight up. That's just somebody's passion project right there. I like that. Which is why it makes me a little sad to say that that one was, I have complicated feelings about. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I had complicated, to, to be honest, I had complicated feelings about all these, but you know. Sure. We can get into it. New ass anime. Yeah. Uh, let's start with something we both watched. Uh, let's talk about The Witch and the Beast because. That's something that I have passing familiarity with because you put it on a uh, one-chapter read list way back when. Yes, I desperately tried to get people to read this, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's difficult for some reason. So I was trying to think about it I because I let me start off by saying that I think I liked at least the first episode uh, of the anime. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked good. Um, I thought it has a fun premise. It's still kind of revealing itself, but basically we're in a semi-magical, ma- magic tech, magitech world. I don't know. It's not quite steampunk, but there's like known magic that exists. And it's it's in at least a post-industrial society. You know, this is one of the things I was talking about when we were watching. We need to come up with a, you know how we've come up with this weird West genre? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, to, to explain magical Westerns. Uh, we really need a, a version of that for these like roaring twenties Art Deco shows because it's becoming a, a a theme that's coming up a lot. I uh, mean, we need like a, a weird a weirding twenties or something like that. We've got to get we got to get some kind of label for these. If I were given the responsibility of choosing that term, I would just call them all Final Fantasy six likes. <laughs> that is not that is not good enough. Uh, <laughs> It needs something a little bit better. I don't know. I'll, I'll workshop that one. But yeah, think it, about that. I, I I liked it. I I wouldn't call it a twist premiere, but you definitely have this subverting of expectations with the main characters because they are very they're presented as villainous almost from the first moment that we see them. Right? They look like they're the bad guys so? of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that the <laughs> the the tone the show was taking was very trying to make us uh, believe that these guys were going to be the villains of the episode, and then they would kind of do that thing where they uh, introduce the main character halfway through, and it's like this is their big debut, and they come in and beat the bad guys. Uh, but no, we have uh, the this pair. One dude's carrying a big coffin, and. Uh, the other lady um, is just kind of in a bad mood. I don't know. <laughs> She's grumpy. Yeah, she yeah. likes punching shit. That's her thing. Uh, and and they're in town to kill the witch that everybody loves. Uh, and and it tries to lampshade this whole thing where it's like, oh hey, uh, they're the bad guys and witches are cool. Like they're totally misunderstood and society 
has a prejudice against them, has a false prejudice against them. This one witch, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really say that about all witches, but this one witch people seem to like. I don't know. It, it seemed the first episode, again, that's the only thing I'm commenting on here. It seems to imply that uh, actually you can judge a book by its cover and all witches should die because they're evil. <laughs> Well, you should definitely not assume somebody's good just because they're doing good things all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the message. You should always, like, be suspect of people, uh, even if everything they do seems to be cool and good. You never, you never know. There is such a thing as a healthy level <laughs> of, of suspicion. And sometimes, yes, they are watching you and they are plotting against you. <laughs> uh, I th There's a weird thing about it. And yes, you're right. There is a way to interpret that that is very strange, the way that the show goes. And mm -hmm. I think this, that kind of comes down to like my main criticism of this episode in general, which is that in, in the manga premiere... And this is one of those weird things about manga to anime adaptations, right? Because this is true of a lot of manga premieres. You get a chapter that's, you know, something around like twice as long as an original chapter, like a, a regular chapter is going to be, you know? Well, that seems this to be the, kind of the standard for most manga. Your first chapter is going to yeah. be like somewhere between double to even triple the size of a regular chapter. Like yeah, between that's, that's 40, between 45 and like 60 pages is, is what I see most often. Yes. Cause you need a, you need time to lay out your hook. See, it's your opening statement. It's uh it's what gets everybody paying attention. So we have an episode of an anime, which does not get the same consideration, which is a shame. I think it should. Something we see it now with these like prestige shows where they drop the first two or three episodes at once, right? Yeah, uh -huh. So you can like you can bust through, be like, okay, now I'm get I've got a feel for the show. I know whether I'm going to continue. Anime, not so much. And like this episode compresses a lot, a very big premise, and squishes it down to like just a little twenty minute thing. And I think it doesn't do it justice. I I like the episode. I'm obviously poisoned by knowledge here. But uh, I, I, I feel like everything was moving so quickly from point to point that you are left with sort of a weird conclusion at the end of the episode because I feel like none of the, the thoughts had any room to breathe. Uh, and I feel like that did a little bit of a disservice to a concept I think is actually like really interesting and complex. This whole witches thing is the heart of the show, right? Like, right. Well, it's it's interesting that you bring that because that was something that I definitely felt watching the episode. It felt, I don't know if there's a more eloquent way to say this, but it felt like it was missing context uh, that would have been in, important. You know, I understand, like, the narrative style of kind of dropping the viewer into an ongoing situation and letting them pick In up... In media res. Yeah, and letting them pick up details over time. <laughs> but I feel like this one, it just kind of drops you in. You don't know why these two are here, why they're hunting the witch, why she hates witches so much, uh, why these people are fighting. Uh, for most of the episode, if you're not a manga reader... 
you would assume like, okay, these guys are the villains and she is the good guy until they do <laughs> the reveal that, again, uh, actually witches are evil. I'm not sure anybody... Uh, I don't think there are a large amount of people who would have assumed that. I think that's a you thing. <laughs> I think the way that the characters are presented, it's pretty clear who the, the good guys are going to be. Um, but you really hated these guys right off the bat, huh? <laughs> well, you know, they You're just had like, a shifty look about them. I don't like the way that that dude slicks his hair back. It <laughs> <laughs> just uh, gives me a bad vibe. Okay, a guy carrying around a coffin is suspicious no matter the context. Oh, right. you're not getting, like, gun grave vibes? <laughs> He's either a massive poser or a massive psychopath. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is in... This is a thing about anime to manga translations is... The coffin looked much smaller in the anime than it does in the manga. In the manga, they have the the benefit of fixed perspective and being able to exaggerate everything panel to panel, right? So the, mm -hmm. the coffin looks huge. In the anime, it kept changing size. It Sometimes it looked really dinky, which I thought was funny. <laughs> like a coffin purse. Yeah, it was like, you know, it's. I'm not going to ding the show for that, but I thought that was funny. <laughs> you know, there there are other issues that are sort of petty issues I have like that. I think sometimes the animation quality was not great, uh, not super bad but like not deserving of how good the manga is i think sure a, now, that is the kind of thing that breaks my heart now if we can get into details for just a second here i'm not all right all entirely right. sure how like what her powers are because so she's who obviously the episode uh, the main girl i can't remember her name the blonde the grumpy blonde the one uh, you don't like, who you think is a villain. <laughs> yes. Well, is presented <laughs> yeah. as a villain until they are revealed as the protagonist. Yes, sure. So she has some kind of curse that she is trying to that she's trying to break. It was put on her by a witch. She's cursed by a witch. Yeah. Uh, big big theme in the show. Witch curses. Yeah, witch curses. Uh, can't be sealed. Can't be broken very easily. And she has the power to when she kisses a witch turn into a, a big dude with like punching powers um sh uh, okay well i'll break it down if, if you really if you're really that curious i'm, and, you know, I'm this curious because i'm confused sure you know i don't want to be one of those guys that's super obsessed with like you know the minutiae detail of how anime powers work <laughs> but i just want to have a firm grasp of what is going on in the episode Sure, sure. I, I get it. Okay. And you know what? Maybe if, if I lay this out, it is sort of the central mystery of the show, but maybe if I lay it out a little bit, you might be more interested in continuing to Sure. Watch. Please, so, please. Enlighten me. Okay. So that is not a power. Okay. There, there are no powers involved. I mean, witches have powers. This is a person who is cursed by a witch. That is made very clear. Now, this person is trying to lift the curse. That is also made very clear. The curse itself is not made very clear, and I can see this is the stumbling block for you. The curse is that the witch did a body swap. That is the witch's body. I see. Guido is the person living inside the witch's body. When the curse is lifted, Guido returns to his original body, and his original body is fucking Genghis Khan. He is the ultimate conqueror. Uh, he is insanely fucking huge and buff. Um, <laughs> like us. And 
Yes, like us. <laughs> and and magical lasers have no effect on him because he's so fucking like Jojoed out. Okay. That's, all right. All right. All right. That makes a little bit more sense to yes. me. Our man's is carrying around the body for these opportunities where he can our Guido character can return. And Stop calling is him Guido. Weird. His name is Guido. No, is, it's, I mean, it's I'm, Guido. It is Guido. It's like waiting for Guido. It's not Guido. <laughs> it is not. It is spelled Guido, and it is Guido. You can't say uh, that. That's a slur. <laughs> That's what his name is. I am only repeating what I've been told. Now, <laughs> so... It's this is so like I said, this is not a power. This is them trying to lift the curse so that Guido continues can continue <laughs> living in the massive slab of beef that he was born in. Okay, so it's a body swap. It's it's not only a body swap thing, it's a gender swap thing. Absolutely. Yes. I see. All right. So creates creates lots of strange wrinkles. Especially the the relationship between our two characters becomes very very strange when you have that context because <laughs> like uh our main dude our slick backed uh hair uh sexy cigarette smoker man uh-huh mm-hmm. he is he is like very affectionate of her wolf i i call him uh wolfwood we have at home uh no he kicks ass he's way better than wolfwood Wolf was a fucking chump. Fuck you. That's just because you're racist against Catholics. And carrying around a cross is such fucking dumb shit. God, it's so It's lame. a big gun. It's a cool big gun. Yeah, I don't think that makes up for the fact that you're a dude carrying around a cross. I mean, like, oh my God. <laughs> also, what is he trying to prove? He, he's what, that... He's what? He's one-upping Jesus? He's like, Jesus had to carry this fucking thing with two hands. I just throw it over my shoulder. It's like, what is that about? It's an absolute flex, and you should be intimidated. He's flexing so hard, but on Jesus? Uh, it's, it's sexy and cool as hell. I don't know how you don't see that. It's very, I find it very strange. That's all. That's all. Um, so, yeah, our main dude, better better than Wolfwood for sure. Uh, he, has a, he has a very strange attitude towards Guido, and knowing the sort of gender-bent nature of of this kind of barbarian man is <laughs> i don't know it's a very bizarre layer that i feel even in the manga is maybe a little bit underexplored but it's fascinating i find it to be the most interesting thing in the entire story but uh uh i'm not sure we're gonna get a lot of opportunity to explore well, you that know, especially I'm, in uh, one season of an anime i'm glad that you told me because that is more interesting than what i was presented with in the first episode and which is what what did you th- what did you think was happening uh i don't i thought that i well i wasn't sure <laughs> don't even know i don't even no know idea. she kissed a witch and then they said like oh yeah that li- there that lifts the curse temporarily yeah and then a big dude came out of a coffin so yes that makes sense to what you were saying but if they had set that bit up in the opening episode, I think that is a better hook than than leaving us hanging. What they chose to do is go with the one-two punch of the surprise kiss, which is like very funny. I honestly, I did like that. That was that was hilarious. That was a good it's, joke. It's great. It's very fucking cool, and I think it it plays even better in the manga because it's one of those like really startling mm-hmm. page turns. 
you know, she gets impaled just like in the anime and then she like reaches out and fucking kisses the witch. It's great. It's really good. And then the the one two punch, you know, the second one coming that uh our character is a fourteen foot tall muscle man <laughs> who can punch lasers. It's just fucking it, it's it's a good it's a good hook. And you know, the mystery of that is supposed to carry you through. Uh, I could see that maybe it is a little too vague for some people, some people being you. No. <laughs> but I think, you know, the way anime does this stuff is that episode two will probably run down. I'm kind of dreading it, honestly. They'll probably have, like, some kind of voiceover that, like, gives you the whole fucking setup. Well, I'm definitely going to follow up with it because the animation uh, I, I did like. It's got some smooth stuff. There was some iffy CGI when the witch was using her laser powers. I'll, can we can we just talk about that for a second? How like magic in anime is mostly just witches shooting lasers. What is up with that? I wanted to bring that. <laughs> Why up. do they just shoot lasers? I had that thought. That that exact thought when I was watching it. I'm like, oh, it's another anime where the the witch powers is just lasers. I'm not even going to say that that's just an anime thing, because honestly, I see that all over the place where like a character is magical, but their magic power just comes down to shooting lasers. OK, I have two. I have two words to explain the phenomena to you. Sure. Magic missile. But that that is the be all end all. Again, we've established that most fantasy Western style fantasy like quote unquote high fantasy stuff in anime <laughs> is is totally dependent on Dragon Quest, which itself was in parts, you know, re, uh, taking heavy influence from early D&D stuff. <laughs> sure. But Magic Missile is, by definition, a missile, not a laser. It's a type of laser. No, a missile is very distinct because a missile, and this is how you refer, like, this is how I uh, want to get into it, but how people can categorize throwing a rock at somebody as a missile attack. A missile is an object that is propelled towards you. A laser is a stream of energy. Those are two very different things. Functionally, I am talking about an attack of magical energy. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> sure, sure. I think it's just the, the slow degradation of magical imagination. You know, we went from the sword and the stone having full-on kick-ass, like, magical battles where people are, like, transforming into stuff and doing all kinds of weird tricks at each other. To just Harry Potter. Well, it's really more of a movie thing um, where they kind of devolve that concept even further into just like shooting multicolored sparkles at each other. That's a lot yeah. of spell casting uh, in well, those movies. Like, four books into Harry Potter, they introduce the idea of like magical dueling, right? Mm -hmm. But when they get around to doing it, when Harry is like magically dueling a guy, they just point their wands and shoot stuff at each other. That's so boring. Very boring. Do not like it. I don't like it. It's like, <laughs> we're starting with anime. We have to start with anime. And shooting yeah. lasers, no matter the context, is integral to a lot of shonen anime, right? Everybody loves shooting lasers. I mean, Goku does it. Everybody loves shooting lasers. Is Goku a witch because he can shoot lasers? He, well... Sort of. He can he can ride on a cloud like a witch rides on a broom. Riding on a cloud and channeling your key uh, into a stream of force is very much like a hermit on the mount kind of thing. 
Um, and they are sort of wizards. They are a sort of wizard. Oh, uh, a fighter, a sort of fighting wizard. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> the herm- the hermit is a is a wizard, and then the hermit being the horrible pervert Master Roshi uh, comes down from the mount and teaches Goku how to do it, right? Uh, how to channel his energy. How to channel uh, his, key. His, his wild energy into a more focused, destructive form. I think it's confusing that he channels key, but then he marries Chi-Chi. I'm not following you. Anyway, that's oh, that's. Oh, oh, I, okay. I, right. I, I I just it's one of those things that kind of bums me out. I, and we in the manga, I will say, you know, just to give it credit, we've get more, we get much more interesting expressions of magic down the road. It's just that in this particular episode, they had to design, you know, their own big fight scene, and what they went with was she shoots various types of lasers. So you know, what whatever, it's a very small nitpick, but it is a thing that. Uh, is a, a big reoccurring anime problem. Laserfication of magic. Let's move on. I want to talk about another premiere move on. that we both watched, uh, Metallic Rouge, because this one, amongst the various premieres coming out this season, caught my eye because it has, you know, it has a slick style. I, I cannot lie... Uh, I was drawn in by its use of the Metal Gear Solid font. Um, <laughs> I thought that was very strange, too. Yeah. And by the way, this is another one. This is another anime this season that's not based off an existing property. This is anime original. Yeah. After watching one episode, I feel like I can sum it up in that this was made by someone who is a huge fan of... Hideo Kojima. Speak on that. And I can explain that further because... That's not my... That is not my interpretation, so I'm interested to hear what you say. Let, let me rephrase that. This anime is made by someone who has taken all of the wrong lessons for, of cinematography <laughs> and storytelling from Hideo Kojima. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure, why don't you elaborate on that? Uh, I feel like it is a very atonal and disjointed mishmash of various references, uh, both anime and Western film, that that all come together to make something that I'm not really quite sure on what I'm looking at. Lesser than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was really going to enjoy this one, but for some reason it did not resonate with me. I don't know what it is, but it's got like there's a lot of Blade Runner in there. That that part's pretty obvious. Uh, a lot. Um, this this is Blade Runner. I mean, it, it's not just it's, Blade Runner though. It's almost one to one, but if Deckard uh, had magical powers, magical lasers, <laughs> it's <laughs> if Deckard was a sexy big-eyed anime girl. Uh, th- this is Blade Runner. I mean, it, you cannot get around the fact that this is it's, just Blade it's Runner. It's a lot. It's a lot more than that, and it's a lot less than that. It's Blade Runner, but what if Deckard was an anime girl, <laughs> and what if that anime girl had an Iron Man suit, and what if that Iron Man suit looked kind of like an Ava and did like uh, Ava fighting <laughs> moves. And and what if also Dirty Pear was in there and she had like a sassy uh, sidekick character 
that that took down the androids with her. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's all of those things, and it's also Snatchers, and it's also Blade Runner, uh, and it, and it's also Metal Gear. What if James Olmos was also a big-eyed, sexy anime girl? <laughs> uh, I I am sad that I don't live in that reality. <laughs> yeah, man. And the Hell mustache yeah. too. I don't know. That's how that's how I feel. That's how I feel about Metallic Rouge. Metallic Rouge was definitely the one that confused me the most. And, you know, I think, it, honestly, it had one thing in common with Witch and the Beast in that, uh, but it does not have the same excuse because it's an original and not based on a manga, but it feels, it has this insane compression to it. Like, the people who made it had no sense of pacing or patience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got a little bit of an of an ADHD pacing to it. <laughs> hey, you watch what you say. <laughs> hey, watch it, buddy. Uh, it's like this easily could have been three episodes if you just had the patience to like just sit and soak in the scenes and the atmosphere and like had character moments quiet yeah. character moments that that would give us a little we more went insight. from set piece to set piece so fast it kind of left me gobsmacked a little bit yes uh, it's funny because usually when you do that it's because you're in a hurry to establish the world and the characters and why you should care about anything that's happening but they also wanted to do the in media res thing where they threw out a hundreds of concepts uh, that they do not explain to kind of give you a sense of mystery so those two things are at at odds like immediately <laughs> throughout the entire show and it feels bad yeah it's like what what is happening why are we doing this can we slow down for a second to explore any of the four thousand ideas you're tossing out just at random uh and also isn't this just blade it's Runner? like okay we have we have androids and androids or you know subservient like discriminated servant class basically yeah. they they are exactly the same as human beings but they are treated as slaves they have to use energy juice but the energy juice also gets humans high so that they, <laughs> they, they just steal it from the androids like what the fuck? I mean, How honestly, is that, that is thing? by far the most interesting concept that they presented me in the episode. It's hilarious. I love that detail. I thought that was really I cool. I love that detail, but <laughs> at the same time, if that shit, if you can't get your your like Molly juice <laughs> into your injection, your weird uh, uh, uh what what is your it? health port whatever what, yeah what what is that what is that that your your diabetic uh injection port right yeah uh, then, how do you think diabetics then, work dude well, you can have those you know modern diabetic that you can have those little ports installed so you don't have to take injections like syringe injections you can uh -huh. actually just those things are cool as fuck they're that is cyberpunk as hell i think those things are cool anyway all the robots have one on their body somewhere yeah but if you can't inject your super drug, like, within a day, you just fucking die. That's and so when fucked you up. Just, when you just drop to the ground and die, also, like, a garbage man just comes over and throws your ass. Not even a garbage man, dude, a garbage bot. A garbage bot throws your ass on, a, like, a fucking cart and takes you away. It's like, this This raises so many questions. And then we... we uh, 
immediately abandoned that concept in favor of of watching the cute anime girl put on her Iron Man suit and fight with another Iron and Man do, suit. I do I do robot dueling. Yeah. For almost no reason that we can comprehend at the moment, except that she is a Blade Runner. Yeah, she's some kind of android hunting other androids. That's all we really know. Yeah, and it, but they, they do uh, eschew the one interesting part of Blade Runner being that Deckard doesn't know he's a fucking android. Instead, they go, yeah, she does know she's an android, and she doesn't care. <laughs> she's just kind of absent-minded. Uh, so she just doesn't think about things like that, which is like... Well, that's not quite as interesting. I also like how they throw out the concept that the androids are pre-programmed with what the show calls the Asimov principle, but basically the robot laws where they can't harm humans. Yeah. And and all, Im- almost immediately after saying that line about how that exists as a concept, she says, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a special android that doesn't have to follow those laws. I can totally kill I, humans. <laughs> yeah, why can't she just be a Blade Runner who doesn't know she's an android? Yeah. Why couldn't you just do that? Why did we have to immediately go to this... Uh, it's just why would you rip off every single element of Blade Runner except that one extraordinarily famous <laughs> twist? <laughs> what what why make that choice? Well, I mean, obviously I, it's because that's the only one they can't rip off because then it's become it's become too obvious. At that point it is just a a full-on copy of Blade Runner, right? They are this is the equivalent of changing just enough words to fool the plagiarism bot. I guess so. Yeah. I it's just a very strange thing. I I was baffled by this show. Yeah. Completely baffled. But it also does the 20s Art Deco throwback thing too, right? Which is cool. I like that. No, it's great. I I I like that too. It's just interesting to see first of all Two in a row. Yeah. I don't know where the influence is coming from, but I think if well, we look back far enough. because we're in the 20s. Uh, Everybody well, keeps making that rote observation. Of course. That, that makes look sense. Look around. It's like, it's like the 1920s again. Oh, yeah, the roaring 20s. Yeah, with all the excess and rise of fascism. Yeah, and the plagues and whatnot. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. But I like the aesthetic. Everybody loves Batman the Animated Series for that reason, too, right? They borrow heavily from the Art Deco thing, and and they make it work in a cool way. Yeah. It's great. Better than when they did it in Bioshock. I'll tell you that. I don't think we need to bring Bioshock into this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I'm very confused about this one. This thing should have every, every tasty flavor that I like all mixed in together and it just seems to trip over itself at every at every turn very strange very (laughs) strange i don't know uh i i was i was excited for it i thought the trailer looked good it's it did not it did not capture me the way i was hoping so i don't know we'll see i I think i think the animation looked fucking fantastic the animation looked fine that was not my complaint with it uh if i had to pick one thing to really needle in on i do not like the concept of the anime uh ava knockoff iron man suit fighting i think that's boring and and stupid i thought that was very funny uh (laughs) that they do anime robot fighting but i will say i don't like the way the suits look i don't like the way the suits look either yeah i think they look weird um and i don't know if you're gonna do blade runner just like do blade runner lean into the detective noir angle at least because that's kind of like 
That's the whole thing. That's the heart of it. Yeah. And also, if you're going to do the art, the 20s Art Deco thing, why not do that with the robot suits? Yeah. The robot suits almost had like a Super Sentai feel to them. Th- that's something that came to my mind. It's definitely have some kind of a Sentai um, common writer feel to it. You know? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. I just. I don't know. That, it's not my favorite. If, you, if you're to gonna do with, so. the Art Deco robots, do it like Big O did it because those robots <laughs> do, look slick as hell. Do do fucking Big O suits. Yeah, sure. Or or Astro Boy. Or Astro Boy. Do some Astro Boy shit. Or uh, or Tetsujin, the, the big robot anime. I. Uh, I can't remember what it was, yeah, the full big title. big robot anime. Yeah. That, the one big robot anime. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so that one was weird. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about it. I was just very confused. All right. Well, what else? What else you watch? Tell me about Snack Basue, and then I'll tell you about the remaining. All right, uh, all right. Here. This one I watched on a, you know, just kind of on a whim because it came up in the recommended list after watching uh Hokkaido gals are super adorable. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> great. <laughs> no. That's really promising. <laughs> That's really promising, yeah. No, it's uh um, Let me let me let me take a look at the thumbnail, the thumbnail for this show and maybe I can get a clue as to why you clicked on it. <laughs> I don't think you will. I don't think you will. Really? Yeah. I think this one will surprise you. This is much more of a parody show than I was expecting. It is kind of a tongue-in-cheek take on that Japanese trope of of a food TV show. You know, they have a lot of these shows that are based around, like, a bar or a restaurant owner, and they're episodic in nature where he's just kind of listening to the various stories and and conversations of whatever customers happen to be in that night. That's kind sure. of like a whole genre. Yes, this is definitely a subgenre I'm familiar with. I The one I kind of like is, uh, I don't know if you ever saw it. God, I wish I remember the name. It's about the, uh, the bartender in purgatory uh-huh. and the customers come in after they've died and they get a chance to kind of uh, explain uh, what brought them there and their life and how they died. And that's, he kind of like that's listens to it and makes 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 a decision on where they should go. Okay. And I thought like that. That's cool. That's fucking cool. As hell. Kind of like a, a, a St. Peter at the Pearly Gate situation. Yes. Except he, he makes highballs for the dead. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I like that too. I got to say, I'm looking at this, this snack boss way. This chick has the worst hair I have ever seen. <laughs> I think, I think it's supposed to be, man, that sucks. <laughs> intentional. It it is a parody show about this whole genre where it's about this old lady and and this chick who's kind of like her protege slash assistant and they okay. run this snack bar. Uh and the whole joke is you know, each little mini vignette episode, a new customer comes in and they kind of have a conversation and talk to them about their their trials and tribulations and woes. Sure. Uh but the joke is that she the blonde is like super abrasive and uncaring and she'll just constantly tell me like hey uh your story's a bummer will you shut the fuck up already (laughs) yeah yeah she's not into it she's she's bad at her job Uh, and yes the joke being that she's very bad at her job uh and so is the old lady by the way yeah i actually i think there's kind of a, (laughs) a kind of funny ongoing joke with the old lady where she's like 
so racist she thinks everything outside of Japan is Western. And so <laughs> there's what? a there's a joke where a huh? customer is like singing a bunch he's singing like a Thai song on karaoke and she's uh, like, will you shut up with that Western music? <laughs> or, you know, another episode is like a, a regular of theirs. Who's kind of like the classic anime pervert character, but no. like grown up and a weird middle-aged man. Uh-huh. Uh, and they keep trying to convince him out of doing all of these like classic anime pervert hijinks. Right. Like the, uh, hypnosis phone app or the invisibility pills or whatever yeah he like the joke is he's ordering all this stuff out of the back of sketchy magazines right 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 <laughs> he's like hey i took these uh i i bought these pills and they made me invisible but they also made me so sick that i couldn't go out and do anything and they're like no dude you just you just got scammed because you're an idiot yeah the old x-ray specs Ex that's one of them yeah <laughs> yeah yeah from the back of adventure comics mm-hmm yeah, that's cool. That's pretty funny. So I don't know. It's um, th that's the basic gist of the show. It's uh, uh kind of a, a parody on on those types of stories, but also of just anime in general. There's a lot of, you know, like the fact that this girl is obviously more of a moe style animation compared to everybody else, which is drawn like super ugly and weird looking. Yes, I'm seeing they all look like weird little freaks. Yeah, and, and she has. <laughs> red eyes and a giant hair horn yeah so i think that they are being pretty upfront with with what they think yeah of of the stuff they're referencing it is weird that cheers is a subgenre of anime now yeah you know what i never thought of it that way but you're totally right uh what if norm was like a, a drunk anime sexy teacher <laughs> <laughs> that's constantly yeah. in the bar after school, right? Yeah, and uh, Woody Harrelson is uh, a sexy anime girl mm -hmm. who just gives out bad advice. I like that. So, I don't know. I, I, I'll probably go back and watch uh, some more of this. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, I, I do like that the old lady, uh, the owner of the bar, you know, I think they're trying to do a, a play on words name of the bar is called snack basue and her name is basue but it also kind of sounds like basu uh which is why she has the big like pompadour japanese gangster haircut because why because she's the boss oh oh basu yeah, I, yeah okay yes yes she's the okay, boss right uh check it out i i think you might get a laugh out all of right it. all right well let me tell you about uh buchigiri because this one is also a, a comedy a sort of spoofy version of a, a traditional subgenre. Mm -hmm. This one is the sort of a parody of your traditional like high school fighting comedy anime, uh, except it has very bizarre. Well, now hold on. When you say that, is it a powers high school situation or is it like a sports high school situation? Like, is it a fighting team? No, like a, a delinquent high school situation. Oh, okay, all right, all right. It is a high school for delinquents. I see, I got you, a public school. Yeah, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the new MAPPA show, and this is by uh, Hiroko Utsumi, who did the sexy swimming show, mm -hmm, free, mm -hmm. uh, that everybody lost their minds for. Now, the boys in this show are not as sexy it seems like she's dropped that element of it because the boys aren't very sexy at all. They are muscly, but they're not sexy. At least 40% less sexy in this one. Definitely, definitely. Except for one character 
who is sort of the the head punk. So he's got all kinds of he's got the ridiculous set of piercings. Does he have red hair? No, he's got black and green hair, I believe, if I'm okay. remembering correctly. All right. So our main character, who inexplicably is maybe maybe Chinese, not Uh-oh. really sure what the implication is. There is a weird thing where lots of Chinese things just get thrown in, and I I really cannot parse what the meaning behind that is. Uh, Like our bear character, he wears under his uh, school uniform, he is always wearing that like Chinese style uh, like peg button up. Sure, uh-huh. you know what sure. I mean? yeah, I know what you're talking With, about. It's the red, and it has kind of the rounded collar and uh, kind of the gold inlay, you know, yes. subtle pattern all over it. That exactly. The, the extremely uh, stereotypical Chinese shirt. The, 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 the classic visual signifier of, hey, I'm Chinese. I'm a Chinese guy. Yeah. And he lives with what I have to assume is his mom. I'm pretty sure. She owns a Chinese restaurant. Well, that's a pretty uh, good indicator, <laughs> right? I know, it's, but it's still it's made it's not clear. It is not clear. You'd think that would put you know the nail in the coffin there, but it does not. <laughs> she is she's a single mom, and they have kind of a weird relationship. And because of growing up in a Chinese food restaurant, he's developed like a verbal tick where to uh, put exclamations at the end of sentences or if he gets surprised or hurt or whatever. He just says random Chinese food names. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, uh, wait, what? Yeah. You know, uh, 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 like peppercorn pork or, or like spicy gyoza or whatever. Is that is that racist? <laughs> I don't know. I really <laughs> don't understand what they're going for there. That but d- that is- feels sus to me. <laughs> it is a little weird. But here, here's the added wrinkle. Okay, are you ready for this? Uh huh. Uh, so the main thrust is that our character really wants to get laid. This is very standard high school comedy setup, right? Okay. All right. Classic. Yes. And in the pursuit of this, uh, he tries to flirt with the one cute girl in his class. Everyone else in his class are all delinquents. There's like one cute girl who has the stereotypical Chinese hair buns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The other big signifier. Yes, also wears like vaguely Chinese clothes with her school uniform, but does also does not seem to be Chinese. I really completely baffled on this uh-huh so maybe this is all just an aesthetic decision i i can't i can't tell you interesting anyway that's not the wrinkle the wrinkle comes later when uh as do the delinquents try to haze him into the new class he he gets chased into an old abandoned shrine uh and as right as they're gonna beat his ass uh, he sees an old flintlock pistol on the ground and he shoots it at them. <laughs> yeah. He, he fucking pulls the trigger on his classmates, man. Well, okay, there's a reasonable assumption that an old flintlock pistol isn't going to fire. But then you wouldn't pull the trigger. Well, come on. I would pull the trigger, but it, that would mean that I definitely had a hope of it firing. So that's a that's an entirely different issue. <laughs> okay, well here 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 is what happens. It does fire. Okay. But he he misses 
and the bullet ricochets all around the, sh- the shrine and hits him in the head. He fucking headshots himself. <laughs> what a loser. Yes. <laughs> and when he wakes up, the bullet is embedded in his forehead. And um, a magical genie comes out of it. Genie in the bullet. A genie, yes. And I am talking classic, like, fucking Robin Williams-ass genie comes like, out of this uh, fucking big thing. Big buff and blue with a goatee, Grant's wishes. Yes. He He's red, though, not blue. That's okay. the big difference. All right, so like Jafar. Yeah, but he's there is a blue one, but it's not his. He's the red one. Uh, and this dude has, like, the wavy tail thing, too, instead of legs and all that shit. I mean, straight up, this dude's a genie. Uh, though he calls himself a honky, which I found endlessly funny. <laughs> honky? Uh, they got, they're talking about the he's a honky, and they're talking about the honky people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what up, honky? Yeah, layers upon layers of bizarre ethnic strangeness happening in this anime. Anyway, the genie goes like, hey, I can grant your wishes. No, because he's a genie. Okay. And you can guess, he he only has one wish. He is a teenage boy. He demands this genie get him laid. Okay. That seems uh, not consensual. Well, the genie goes, I could fuck you. And he (laughs) realizes, he immediately realizes the error of his ways. Um, So he turns the genie down. And goes and, and tries to go on a date with this other not Chinese so this girl. Is, this is Aladdin, though. This is the plot of Aladdin. <laughs> well, let me tell you what. We go into shenanigans after that, and then the ending credits are straight up just Arabian Nights. I mean, all the characters are dressed like vaguely Middle Eastern characters, and they have, like, those fucking uh, Middle Eastern-looking, uh, you know, parapets. Uh, on the buildings and they're all doing these weird little dances and they have the uh, scimitars and all this shit. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Wow. What is going on, man? What is happening with this anime? I, I am baffled by this thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's wild. I don't, there's so many disparate threads in, in that concept. Does the bullet thing ever come back? Does he, do he just have a bullet lodged in his forehead? Well, that's where the genie came from. Yeah, but does the genie get rid of the bullet? No, he is the bullet. He's, he, that's how he connects with our dude. Uh, it just looks like a sick piercing when, it, when it's all done and over. He just looks like he has a cool temple piercing. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, it turns out that the girl, everybody's in love with her, right? That's pretty standard. Uh, but she mm-hmm. just wants to fuck her brother. Oh, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, so she's constantly, like, flirting with other dudes to piss her brother off so that he'll beat them up. And then she can be like, wow, my brother loves me so much. He's willing to beat people up for me. That seems to be the central gag. Okay. Well, all right. Thanks for telling me that. I uh, do not plan on watching this one then. Okay, but check this out. The animation is fucking great. <laughs> it looks really good. It's a good, it's a very well animated show. Ain't that some shit? There's lots of cool shit in there. Uh, it's very strange. That that was my issue with um, last season Onimai. Uh, now I'm your sister. Oh, boy. Uh, as much as I hate that concept, like, the animation was really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest tragedies in all of anime. Okay, all right. Why don't you, tell me about uh, Sengoku Yoko. Okay, so two left here. This yeah. is one that caught me by surprise for a different reason. Um, I really like 
Sengoku Yoko, the manga. I've read it for a little while. I uh, haven't checked back in on it in a while, though. Uh, but I do really like it. This is one that's actually a little bit older. I think the I think the manga came out in, like, mid-2000s, I think. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is the guy who did Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, which uh, was pretty popular a couple years ago, maybe. Sengoku Yoko is, like, a really standard setup. It's like there's, you know, yokai and, and whatnot, and a pair of, like, kind of yokai creatures are roaming the land, trying to do good deeds. And uh, a human kind of uh, attaches himself to them in the, in the belief that following them around will allow him to experience crazy shit. Which, fair assumption. I mean, yeah. Uh, if I was on the lookout for crazy shit, following some weird-ass demons around seems like a pretty good uh, uh, path to accomplish that. Yeah, right? It works out for him, because almost immediately, he's seeing weird shit. Uh, I think the the kind of twist is that our main pair is this, uh, uh, this I guess, like, fox spirit girl and her, her grumpy ascetic monk companion. And she loves humans and mm-hmm. he hates them that's kind of the main the main hook there okay kind of a kind of an odd couple thing going on yeah exactly that's a very simple setup but what really surprised me was that this is easily outside of dungeon meshi mm-hmm. this is easily the best animated show out of every premiere this season really it's insane how fucking extra they went with every detail of this anime i could not believe how fucking extra they went they went so hard and not to sound down on it but the guy who who created sengoku yoko what's his name uh satoshi mizukami i think i yeah i wrote it down. nailed it satoshi satoshi mizukami his art style is very it's playfully simple. Let me let me put it like that. I'm looking I'm looking at some images right now and yeah, it's got a simplicity to it that I can totally see makes the anime it's it lends itself to that kind of animation, right? You know, uh, I feel like simpler designs give animators more room to play around with how things move on the screen. Uh, and so I can totally see this translating well. Well, it's just it's just very surprising to me because, I mean, you look at the way he draws the manga, and it is very simplistic, and it's got almost kind of a kidsy thing. I think that, honestly, that's one of the things about his manga is it can seem deceptively uh, juvenile based on how he draws, but he's actually a very interesting storyteller, and he deals with very mature themes in a lot of his works. Like I said before, Spirit Circle is one of my favorite manga, and it fucking rules, and it's got a great story. But people can be put off by uh, how kidsy the art looks. But then we get to this anime, and the everything is so much more detailed and extra than it appears in the manga. It's like they've added layer after layer to the original work. And that's not even getting to the way the characters move. I mean, I, I really cannot say enough about like how good the animation looks in this fucking anime. It fucking kicks ass. It's a rare thing when the animation can can elevate the source material, right? Yeah. I- uh, you, you don't see that happening a whole lot. A lot of times, uh, in a lot of cases, at least for me, 
you know, when they announce an anime adaptation of your favorite manga, you know, you're actually looking at more of a downgrade than anything. I, I think it's weird to me because out of all of these, this would be the one I would accept a very simple animation style uh, the most. I feel like this is the one I was least expecting to like come out of the fucking gate swinging, you know? Yeah. But they did. They put everything into this fucking show. All right. Well, I'll check it, it out. Looks that sounds good. Fucking great. And, you know, uh, the characters are endearing and I like the story a lot. Uh, it's just good all around. I just, I, I was, I was floored. I was like, how, why, how and why? <laughs> all right. Uh, what about Meiji Gekken? Okay, this was the last outstanding premiere of the season. This is uh, one of the other rare, uh, not based on a manga premieres. This is completely original. This was uh, a new studio. New kids on the block. Developed, I assume, specifically for for this anime. I, I don't know. You got the hot new kid in town looking to make a name. What's the studio called? It's called Sumugi Akita Animation Lab. Okay. And... This is a really bizarre one. It's a sort of historical drama set at the kind of the beginning of the Meiji era. This is after uh, more westernized government took took hold of Japan and modernization started happening around the country, right? Mm -hmm. And our main character is one of the traditionalist, royal loyalist uh, samurai who... A conservative. A conservative, yes, a traditional capital C conservative who uh, was a, a hero of the army, but unlike his friends, did not die in the uh, ensuing struggle. And he's got a lot of survivor's guilt about that. And his best friend who died, he's trying to find that dude's little sister. And that's kind of the one thing keeping him going from like, you know, collapsing into despair that the country is getting better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, um... The politics of the show are insane, by the way. I, I'm not even sure where to begin with that. But he's a, he starts off as like a rickshaw, what do you call that, driver? It's not really a driver. Uh, uh, puller? Yeah, I, I don't know, a, a rickshaw man. Operator? A rickshaw yeah. operator? Sure. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, but he is a very nosy one. So he's, he's your, your chatty cabbie. He doesn't really chat, but he does pay way more attention than you'd want one of these dudes to do you know he's like clocking small details and stuff he's got the detective eye he's got detective vision listen uh when you're in the service industry you know that you're being paid to not remember these details yeah you you know you're supposed to keep to yourself but uh but he he's he's clocking people left and right <laughs> and unfortunately for him uh this eye for detail gets him uh involved in a bit of uh political intrigue uh -oh. some kind of let's say devious a militant rebel force starts trying to kill new government officials and the newly formed police force are assigned to solve, I guess, what would be like their first big case, right? Mm -hmm. And they they cannot fail this because that would be the most em embarrassing thing for this newly formed government. Right. But of course, they're all fucking Keystone cop loser ass motherfuckers. Right? So they can't do some shit. Real, some real Barney Fife shit up in here. Absolutely. I mean, these are bumbling assholes. They can't do shit. So basically this rickshaw dude, 
as cops do, they can't find a perpetrator, so they just go and pick off some poor asshole. They fucking find this guy. <laughs> as cops, as cops do. do. Yeah, I don't know. We can't we can't find the real guy, so how about him? How, how about that dude? He looks weird. So they <laughs> basically bust his chops. They run up on him and they're like, hey, asshole, uh, at some point, I think you gave a ride to one of the guys who did this. And he's like, well, yeah. I give lots of rides. That's the job. <laughs> I see lots of stuff. <laughs> I see I see all kinds of things. Uh, but they're like, well, that obviously means you're guilty, so we're going to bring you in, buddy. <laughs> we're going to pin it all on you. And he beats the shit out of these cops and takes off. Which was like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. He tosses these two fucking bumbling assholes into the river. Can we go back to a simpler time when you can just beat up a cop if they're giving you lip. <laughs> you could just beat their asses down and toss them in the river. It kind of rules. Well, well, that guy beat our ass. What are we going to do? So he takes off. He obviously, now what he has to do, obviously, is solve the crime himself because he, uh, he saw what he's working with. And he's like, these... These guys aren't going to do it. They're not going to get the yeah, job. Yeah, no, that's an insane take. You know what I would do in that situation? What? I'd go fucking get lunch and forget about it. Yeah, but dog, they're just going to come and get you again. I've already demonstrated that I can beat them up. Look. They're not coming back. No, either you skip town or you solve the mystery. That's <laughs> Those are your only two options. Yeah, it seems like a pain in the ass, but okay. Yeah. And I think because he's still looking around town for this girl, you know, he feels like he can't skip town. That's my own read. I don't think they never make that explicit, but that's that's what it felt like to me. So he decides, I'll just solve the mystery. Fuck it. Why not? I, I, I couldn't possibly do worse than these assholes. Uh, so he basically does. He just goes and solves the mystery. <laughs> oh, hey, I did it. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's a mystery to it. There's all this stuff. And that's what the first episode's all about. But he basically does it, and the chief of police comes up, and he's like, damn, you're way better at this than all of us. Can you just be the main guy? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll be the main cop. Fucking uh, <laughs> boomer-ass shit where you could just walk into any police station and get a job as a detective. <laughs> yeah. With a firm handshake and a good look about you. They just give it to him. They're like, hey, you solve the mysteries then. And he's like, I will. <laughs> I, I, I will, dude. I fucking will. I'll fucking do it. Watch me. I'll fucking do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, and so that's our setup. There is some stuff going around. Like, there are B-plots, right, about various political machinations that are happening behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. There's uh, there's a sort of skullduggery happening in, in the, the shadows of this new Meiji era. And uh, unfortunately, it involves a blonde-haired, blue-eyed foreigner man who is uh, giving, handing out guns to people, which is like, whoa, no. Uh -oh. Well, I don't know. I, I, I want to be like eh, about that, but also like, yeah, no, we did that. <laughs> we yeah, we no, definitely did that. It's totally fair. It's just, like I said before, the politics of this thing are all over the place. They're very strange. Like, I, I, want, I want to be clear that when the, Jap when the Japanese in anime portray, like, Western people, especially Americans, as, like, these bumbling warmongers that just want to import guns and Christianity, like, that's accurate. They did that. That's real. Okay, this guy, this guy is the least bumbling out of everyone in the show, though. I mean, he's got it on lock. He's, like, he's clearly got his own scheme, and he is pulling it off very well. Uh, and he, like... 
where's this crazy disguise? I don't know. It, it's There's a whole fucking thing to it. Also, there's like a magical fucking dude who wears an eye patch and he has long white hair and he like kicks people's asses and shit. And he's just off in the corner. He, I, I can't, he doesn't seem to intersect with the actual story at any point. He's just like a cool guy. Uh, he's hanging around. So you got that in the mix too. He's just some kind of cool guy. He's just some kind of cool guy. Uh, he beats up a bunch of Yakuza for ripping him off in a gambling den. Dope. That's pretty much the only thing he does in the whole episode. I don't know. He's obviously he'll become important at some point, but like it does feel like a almost like a family guy cutaway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and hey, also check this guy out. He's cool, right? He's got an <laughs> eye patch. Well, it's to keep the it's to keep the people engaged. We got to give them some red meat every now and then. Look, being a detective show is fine, but you've also got to have a guy who comes in and like does sick ass like karate and shit. Yeah, we need to have a Sephiroth come in and do like some cool like one liner shit, right? Some Terminator shit. Hell yeah! Very strange show. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I, I think it's intriguing. I'm I'm very interested to see where it lands politically. I think that honestly that is the biggest hook for me right now. <laughs> oh, uh it ends with them embracing the fascism. Spoilers. Uh well, yes, obviously. <laughs> uh I mean our main character is halfway there already. Hey, what if we just expelled all the foreigners violently? Well, then where would they get all the handguns? Uh I, so that was one of the things is like handguns get a lot of priority in the show. So like mm-hmm. There's a, a great scene where they they jump like these guys are just jumping carriages, right? And they jump a carriage, and a, a guy, the guy inside, just pulls a fucking revolver out and b- starts blasting, <laughs> and, his, and everybody's like, "Oh, <laughs> it's it's fucking very funny." Okay, it's so very funny so what I find most interesting about this is uh, the title is Meiji Geken. 1874 and the way they've phrased that kind of leaves the door open to maybe a anthology uh, like interpretation of this series where we get detective stories throughout history with different years right we could get yeah. we could get a Meiji Gekken uh, 1899 or whatever uh, Meiji Gekken 2021 <laughs> when did the Meiji era end I don't even know I'm not a I'm not some kind of book guy. What do you think I am? Look, uh, in um, in America, we don't even learn our own history. Yeah. So you've really got to cut me some slack. Uh, and plus, we don't really talk about eras except for like I'm in my hot girl era. Uh, according to Google, the Meiji era ended on July 30th, 1912. Uh, so that that is a weird show. That is a really weird show. And, you know, we, that sounds weird. We've talked about it a lot. There's not a lot of anime that's just about adults. Um, so it was, you know, it's refreshing from that angle. It's refreshing that we have a historical show that's not about like how cool it is to be a samurai. Uh, I think that's interesting. <laughs> that one's a little played out at this point. I talked a lot about loving Golden Kamui, right? And this is set sort of in an era just before Golden Kamui, and it's sort of exploring similar themes of, like, uh, you, the westernization of Japan, which is not a topic we get in a lot of anime, and it's something I think is really interesting, you know, especially considering how foundational it is to modern Japan now. I mean, this is where all that shit is yeah. uh, coming to a boiling point, right? I mean, yeah. this is this is really interesting stuff. 
So I, I like it. I like it. The animation is, is nice. It's not the best, but it is definitely interesting. It's also interesting how, for the most part, it's pretty mundane. And then there are just insane gory moments that come out of nowhere. Like really fucked up gory shit happens out of nowhere. I like that. I like that. I think it's cool. Definitely keeps you awake. All right. Well, maybe I'll check it out, but uh, I don't know. 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 It's it's crazy. What a weird show. What a weird show. Uh, why don't why don't we digest on that when we take a break? Sure. death spiral uh remy i've got a little treat for you today i have devised a a little game in retaliation for isekai bingo Uh oh the terror that you've wreaked on me in the past oh no what i've done here is i have set up a jeopardy board we're gonna play some jeopardy and we're gonna talk about some anime crimes <laughs> okay all right yeah we're gonna we're gonna try and go through these questions as fast as we can but a perfect score would be 7,500. That's your maximum total points. Okay. Got uh, it? Okay. What, what are the rules to Jeopardy? Can you just run that through yeah. real quick? Yeah, so I, I've got this <laughs> grid set up here uh, that you can see. And uh, all you've got to do is call out which category and what value uh, you want the question for. And then you either get plus or minus that amount to your total. Like, say... You choose a $300 question and you get it wrong, you lose $300. Okay, and is there some kind of daily double? Uh, I did not set those up, no, so no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I know about Jeopardy. Okay, fine, whatever. No, this is just straight Jeopardy. <laughs> you know, Jeopardy was never my quiz show. I mean, I think quiz shows are stupid, so... Wow, don't undercut your fucking concept before we even start. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn, dude. Playing down my own bit now. I liked Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I actually, I did like that one back in the day. I feel like, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of those questions were set up. I don't want to say that it was an inside job, but it's like, <laughs> uh, there, there, was some, there was some acting going on with those contestants, you know? Maybe, maybe. But you remember that one? Uh, there was one guy who won the million and like on the last question, he took his uh, phone a friend and he called his dad and... He was like, don't worry, Dad. I, I know the answer to this one. I just wanted to tell you that I won a million dollars. What a flex. That's a fucking hype-ass moment for a quiz show. I mean, that is, yeah, that is him fucking dunking. That's some good shit. That's good television. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. Okay. Remy, it is your board, seeing as you're the only contestant. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have had... Uh, another person on to play against. Well, this is a, this is a, a play test. Uh, we'll add we'll add some more people next time. All right, all right, okay. So let's play test it. Yeah. Okay. So you have five categories here. Are you gonna read them off? <laughs> no, no. I'll let you read them as you choose the questions. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't believe you were never considered to take over the hosting duties. I know, right? You're slaying it here. Okay, well, we've got five isekai, piss babies and fuck mommies, <laughs> silver-haired star child, 
pervs we love to hate and Nazi stuff in broad daylight. I feel like those are pretty self-explanatory. Understand the concept? Yes. Uh, I guess I'll let's start. Let's start easy. How about you give me a uh, silver-haired star child for one hundred? All right, starting low. Yeah. Your clue is nah. I'd win. You don't have like a little a little uh, a lead in to read. No, I've never actually seen an episode of Jeopardy, so I don't know uh, how <laughs> the how the. Ba- oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the banter is supposed to go, so I I put oh, these together on the fly. Jesus. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> wow! Listen, I feel like I am being proactive here. Uh, this is a good concept. Just work with me. <laughs> Your brain is fascinating, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'd win. Okay, uh, who is Gojo Satoru? That is correct, sir. 100 points. Wow. Feel good about that one. Feel good about that one. That's a good one. Good, uh, easy one to start off with. Get your palate wet. All right, okay, all right. Uh, all right, good, uh, good start off. 100 points. Let's go. I'm warming up. Okay, so uh, let's see. I'll, I'll give, me, um, give me Isekai for 200, Alex. All right. Uh, this isekai is about a loser who gets transported to a fantasy land after having a heart attack from the idea of getting hit by a truck. What? Oh, my God. Oh, this was the wrong category for me. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. I, I'm almost certain this is one I have not seen. So this is great. This is fantastic for me. It's one of the bigger names out there. So you've at least heard of it if you haven't watched it. Uh-huh. Um, obviously from the setup, it's one of the more comedic ones. I get that. It's not, uh, not ReZero, not, uh, OG-san. <laughs> it's not helping. Uh, is this, let's see. Uh, what is uh, a returner's magic should be special? I don't know. Oh, the answer was, what is Konosuba? It's Konosuba? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know Konosuba was an isekai. That it, that it is, my friend. Okay. All right. Great. Great. You're, ne- you're, you're down to negative 100 now. Oh, my God. Okay. Next question. Jesus. Okay. All right. I got, now I got to make it up, huh? I got to uh-huh. make this up. Well, let's. I could I could do a piece by piece. Let's do... I'll play it safe. I'll play it safe. G- give me... Uh, Isekai for 100. Isekai for 100. This Isekai is about a pervert who gets reincarnated as a baby in a fantasy world with all of his previous life's memories, giving him a second chance at being a better person. God damn, you couldn't be a little more specific. (laughs) This is is so many of them. Oh my God. Uh, I want to say, is it... What is Son of the Great Sage? What is Son of the Great Sage? And whatever that one's called. No, the answer is Mashoku Tensei. Jobless reincarnation. <sighs> okay, great, great. Negative 200. Question three. This is not looking uh, as promising as it once was for you. Let's see if you can pick it back okay, up. Okay, give me silver haired star child for 300, Alex. All right. Here we go. Uh, your clue is, you can't kill me until my wife says it's okay. <laughs> you really got to watch Jeopardy, dude. <laughs> you really got to watch at least one episode. Is it an anime? Because I don't have time for it if it's not. 
I'm almost certain Jeopardy has been in anime before. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> Can't kill me until my wife's. Oh my god, dude. Uh, let's see. You know this one. Let's see. Kim, wife, m- married, a married dude. Not many married dudes. Silver-haired wife guy. Ma- who's a married guy that starts off married? <laughs> Would you like to call into a friend? <laughs> That's not Jeopardy. <laughs> God damn. How do I, how do I know more about Jeopardy than you? Hey, would you That's like to crazy. buy a vowel? <laughs> yes, actually. Um, is it uh, what is uh, what is uh, hell is Hell's Paradise? What is Hell's Paradise? Who is Gabby Mara the Hollow? I'll give it to you. Fuck. Well, you didn't. You you got it set up. God damn it, dude! <laughs> you you seem to be under the assumption that I've set up this game to be easy on you or intuitive in any way. You're playing by my rules now, buddy. <laughs> my assumption from the setup of the game is that you would do it like Jeopardy. Well, that... So far, that has not been true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Next god! Next question. Fine. I get that one, though. I get that one. You can't take that away. You got it. You got it. Okay, good. You're back. You're out of the negative. You're out of the red. Jesus Christ. Okay, give me give me pervs we love to hate at 100. Pervs we love to hate for 100. The number one chef on the high seas. Who is Sanji? There, you got it. Easy, right? Yes, thank you. All right. Now we're going. You're coming back. You're swinging back. Okay. How many points do I need to win uh, or lose? It's not that kind of game. <laughs> You've got 25 questions on the board here. Yep. Well, you should have studied. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, give me give me Nazi stuff for 100. Okay. This anime is about a group of Nazi vampires come back to take revenge for World War II. Revenge for World War II? Yeah. They're revenging World War II? Well, they're revenging losing World War II. <laughs> they're revengeancing. They're revengeancing for World War II. These are Nazi vampires who definitely lost World War II and they want revenge for, for losing World War II. World War II. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they wouldn't be taking revenge against Japanese guys because those were allies. <laughs> we no, know that. no. They are taking revenge specifically against the British. Nazi vampires. Okay, so let's say this is uh, what what is what is uh, Helsing? What is Helsing? Yeah, and you spelled it wrong. No, I didn't. That's how they spell it. It's two L's. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll look that up. I don't think that's right. You can look it up. You spelled it correctly, as in Van Helsing. They do not. They they spell it the badass way. All right, give me give me give me silver haired star child for four hundred. Uh, fuck you. I'm Queen of the Moon. Uh, and the answer is the Star Child? The, yes. Now, the character, you may have a, an idea of who it is, but I'm looking for a very specific answer. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. If, if I'm phrasing this in a more uh, Jeopardy-like fashion, uh, this character is the Queen of the Moon and has an alternate ego as a superhero on Earth. How's that for you? Wow. Well, Queen of the Moon, that's obviously some kind of Usagi. Now, the main Usagi that we all know famously has blonde hair. So that's uh, that's not very helpful. Some kind of other Usagi. Now now I have to think about, like, what anime do you know? Oh, man, I feel, I feel compelled to tell you that you're overthinking this. 
Really? Yeah. Who is uh, Chibiusa Tsukino, maybe? But she's got pink hair. The answer was, who is Princess Serenity? Oh, my God. She is quite literally a star child. Well, celestial body, but you get what I'm saying. Fine, fine. God damn it. Back in the negatives. Might as well keep going. Give me silver-haired star child for 200. This infamous 90s video game villain doesn't want to (laughs) rule the planet. He wants to become the planet. (laughs) I hope you, you like, really quickly Googled Jeopardy in between (laughs) these questions. (laughs) Who, Who is Sephiroth? Hey, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right, back to 400. Not bad. Okay, might as well mop it up. Give me mm-hmm. silver-haired star child for 200. This is an anime about surfer robots powered by cute anime girls. Surfer robot, huh? Mm-hmm. Surfer robot. Big ol' robots with surfboards. The fuck? Fuck, I have no fucking clue. Uh, is that your final answer? Uh, what is one of the bad Gundam spinoffs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The answer was, what is Eureka 7? Eureka? It's pronounced Eureka. They fucking surf in Eureka? That's the whole concept, is they have they have mecha, and they surf on clouds. They have giant surfing cloud robots. I thought they were Western robots. No, no, they surf on clouds. But you knocked out the you knocked out the category. Wow, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, give, me, give me Piss Babies for 300. All right. This anime is about a small town boy who meets an uptown girl who's out of this world. Uh, what is Hirasai Yatsura? Answer is, what is Fooly Cooly? Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> God damn it, dude. Okay, give me Piss Babies for 400. All right. <laughs> are you gonna, are you gonna read the clue? Yeah, no, uh, your, your clue is, I want her to peel me open and wear my skin like a suit. Wow. Hmm. This one seems oddly specific. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought I'd throw you a bone here. Gleipnir. Yes. Gleipnir. God damn it. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. Give me, give me Purves We Love to Hate for 500. Let's just go for broke. Originator of the phrase, my waifu. Wow. This is for the big money. What is Borat? <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, the answer was Kimura Sensei from Azumanga Daio. Oh, I was close, though. You were pretty close. I'll give you I that. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Oh, but that was a devastating blow, putting you back to zero. Do you even watch anime? I mean, not if I can avoid it. <laughs> um, give me give me Piss Babies for 500. All right. <laughs> the cl- The clue is... Enforced monogamy is actually working out great for me. Okay, and this is a show? Uh, this is a manga. Uh, I actually specifically put this in here because I don't think you're going to get it. <laughs> you got to at least make what the answer you're looking for is clear. Then how about this? Uh, this manga is about a high school where uh, you have to prove that you can be in a functional relationship before they let you graduate. Yes, okay, yeah. Um, what is what is my girlfriend is a cutie? The answer is, what is more than a couple, less than lovers? That's what that's about? Yep. <laughs> I've been meaning to talk about that one for oh, a bit. Oh, boy. Uh, 
I, you're not even tracking my score anymore. Please, can oh, you right. just mercy kill me, please? All right, all right, fair enough. Wow. Yeah. So I, that you know nothing brutal. about anime is what this is proving. I know nothing about anime. You end the game voluntarily at negative 500 points uh, because you couldn't take the heat. I understand that. Yes, I'm willing to admit. I know nothing about anime, uh, but somehow I still know more about it than you do about Jeopardy. <laughs> Stunning re- reveal here. Uh, I am at a loss for words. Listen, it's a it's a new concept. I'm workshopping it. Okay, give me some break. It's my birthday. You have to be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, you're just a little guy, right? I'm just a little guy. I'll refrain from making fun of how how little you know about Jeopardy. <laughs> I'll keep it to myself. I don't think that's as big of a burn as you think it is. Yeah, I mean, it is when you are running a game of Jeopardy. <laughs> that, that, that is, most of the time, I would say you are correct, but that is like the one time where you can really get someone for it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, fair, fine. <laughs> wow, all right, well, that's great. I'm trying, all uh, right. Oh, God. All right, well, does that bring us Does that bring us to the end of our time with the beautiful and handsome listeners? Beautiful and handsome listeners, I, my apologies. Um, I'm glad <laughs> we got through all the shows this season that are worth watching. I'm still maybe on the fence of throwing in a couple more. You know, I might watch. I don't know. They look bad. That's sort of what brings me onto the fence. Be bad or be good. Just don't be boring. That's my thoughts. Um, I'll either make, you know what? If I watch a few more episodes of The Bear and I don't like it, I'll, I'll switch back to watching bad anime. How about that? That's All the right. promise I can make to you, handsome and beautiful listeners. That's a good one. I like that deal. Yeah. So that's what we're recommending on this anime podcast is go watch The Bear. Better than Food Wars. Better than Food Wars for sure. Until next time, uh, please go like, subscribe, download us, do the things. Please, oh my God, do the things. Yeah, and let us know uh, what shows this season you're going to watch. I know you're not going to do that. <laughs> they're, no, they're not going to engage, but we would love it if you did. Leave a comment. That'd be great. I fucking love I that. Know. I'm on the fence of that, too, if you're going to engage or not. I'm not sure if I would like it. Uh, we'll, I guess, uh, you know, first time for everything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, until then. Bye. Bye. anime characters are watching.